Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. There once was a man named Gold Roger who was king of the pirates. He had fame, power, and wealth beyond your wildest dreams. Before they hung him from the gallows, these were the final words he said. Our perspective is yours for the taking, but you'll have to join us first. We left everything we debated at the Yonko table. Ever since, pirates from all over the world set sail for the Grand Line, searching for the Yonko table, the table that will make their dreams come true. Yo! Yo, 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 everyone. That is the voice of your Yonko host, Dr. Jace Attorney. And we're back yet again with some louder and prouder greatness. We have our second V Recard special for season three this year. And we're really excited because, as you know, with V Recards, we bring on very special guests from the industry to come on and speak their piece on what they have to say regarding whatever property we're here to talk about today. Uh, but with me, as always, is fellow Yonko Grandmaster who grandmaster are you excited about our vv card special today of course i'm excited um you know one we're talking about the uh, proud family again uh uh you know beloved proud family and then of course not only is this a vv card special but it, it's our first returning that's uh, right special guests uh so the fact that uh i don't know i guess we did something right uh, <laughs> so um who would have thought who would have thought but yes we're happy to welcome back co-executive producer and writer of Proud Family and Proud Family Louder and Prouder, Calvin Brown Jr. Calvin, good to see you again, man. Hey guys, thanks for having me back. I really appreciate the love you guys have shown us this whole year and um, along with the new episodes. So anytime you call, I'm there. <laughs> so we did we, we, we did something right. Cool, cool, cool. I mean, I think y'all did something right because we're just enjoying what y'all been putting out for years. So... We're just fans, man. We're big fans. Well, we love it. I mean, you know, it's so nice to have fans that were there with us in 2001 when we premiered. And now in 2023, we're still doing it. So uh, we appreciate you guys. Yeah, no, I don't I don't think we're going anywhere. Uh, <laughs> but again, thank you for being back. Uh, since we last spoke, yeah, we, we, you know, we brought you on. I think we brought you on in the middle of season one. Uh, I know right. when we had talked, I think the Al Roker episode was the one to premiere. Uh, but right. can we can we just celebrate some of the success real quick of season one? Uh, y'all did it. A successful reboot. Um, what, no, what's we, kind of the energy over there? We really did. And I mean, it's like I guys, like I told you guys the first time we met when we came back in production um, in um, June 2019, when we started sowing the seeds of what you guys have seen the past two years um it's like like the show it never ended when we got to work it was basically like hey we're just still doing the proud family <laughs> you know we had obviously had changes we made because it's, it's been 20 years you know so you can't like do the show exactly the same obviously right right and we've definitely been so proud of how we've been a lot more 
you know, accessible and inclusive than we were the first time around. And we were we were pretty much that way the first time around, but we know what times change and we have to go with it. And um, I think, you know, we did a good job. And by some of the awards we've gotten recently, I can't complain. We won an Emmy Award for Best Casting, Ooh, the animated series. Yeah, so that's our first Emmy. Okay. Um, we won a Kids Screen Award for um, having the most inclusivity on an animated show on television. And that's not just in front of the camera, but behind the camera. I mean, you know, we right. um, have always, you know, made sure that we want people who look like us to be doing this, but we also have people of all races and they understand what we're trying to do. And, you know, it's been great. And then um, just yesterday, we won the best uh, animated series for um, the NAACP Image Awards. And Kyla Pratt won best outstanding um, voice talent for the Image Awards. So, um, hey, we're, we're doing pretty good. I can't complain. <laughs> That's great. I, I honestly did not know about all these awards the series was getting. I mean, clearly, like, we, we're loving the show and we're, you know, enjoying the episodes. But that's great to hear that it's it's getting this level of attention that encourages just I, I would hope it, it, it would mean like a green light for, you know, more seasons and more production of more episodes. But that's that's great. Congratulations on all those awards. That's what we're hoping. And this Saturday um, at the Annie Awards, Karen Melina White is being nominated for Best, best VoiceOver um, for Dijonay, playing Dijonay Jones. So maybe the next time I talk to you guys, we'll have one more award this year. Ooh, <laughs> uh, I, again, I, I, I like that it's getting all this recognition now because I, I, you know, everything that you said, Proud Family is really making strides in the right direction. Uh, voice acting goodness uh top notch since you know again it's the returning cast is still killing it the guest stars y'all bring on killing it and then you know you are being inclusive y'all like you know we've talked about father figures and we talked about michael um y'all are doing it right and i we applaud that as fans and just you know as tv watchers you know you don't see inclusivity across the board so you know, we, we, we appreciate you noticing because I tell you, it's like we are trying to do it right. I mean, when we did the show the first time, of course, Michael was played by the fabulous Phil Lamar, who, you know, we still right. use from time to time and um, who's just great. But to be inclusive, we had to make sure that when Michael coming out as being openly gay, we had to get an openly gay actor to play him. And uh, EJ has just been phenomenal and you know and with zachary quinto and uh billy porter Ooh. playing the dads um of maya and kg it, it's been a great year i mean i tell you it's like i love doing you know recording sessions we have some of the best recording talent out there oh no i i don't think I that's yeah you know, i believe it. i don't think that's up in the air at all um so you know you got all the success from season one uh we obviously want to talk to you about season two before we move forward, do you got a favorite episode, favorite moment of season one? Or are you is it are you <laughs> proud of it all? You know? I'm proud of it all as a guy who's worked on every, you know, season of the show since we began. Um the guy who's written more episodes of Proud Family than anybody on the face of the earth still. Right. So. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, pat on the back. But um, I'm proud of it all. Um I was so proud of um 
the Old Town Road um, two-parter because right. you know it, it 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 shocked the world that we had like a what <laughs> ten month. <laughs> Quite the gap. Quite it was, the it was a cliffhanger. <laughs> but people were happy. We had a ten month, you know, cliffhanger because you know, in all reality, we did not know that until we were told that. Well, you guys will be back next uh, Black History Month, and we're like, oh shit, <laughs> people are gonna kill us. I mean, and believe me, like on social media and places um, I've been and stuff, that would be the first question they would ask is, when's the show coming back? What's gonna happen to Sugar Mama? What's going on with the family? I mean, and the fact that they stayed engaged for 10 months and loved what happened when we came back and um, it just, we just hit the ground running. And um, it really didn't even seem like that big of a gap because, but that's a pretty long hiatus between a um, show and the show coming back for the cliffhanger, but um, no, we're proud of, of it. And um, all 10 of the new episodes are great. Uh, so you guys have a, uh, <laughs> have oh. backgrounds. Uh, so you have the <laughs> background with um, the Princess Party, and then you have the background with uh, the Soul Vibrations. Right. Another episode I wrote, and that was a lot of fun. First time I've written an episode, um, at least regular Proud Family, I um, wrote it with Ashley Soto, who's incredible. So okay. um, it, it, we we had a ball. I ain't gonna lie, we had a ball. <laughs> no, that's that's. I mean, we could tell because you know if y'all are having a good time behind the scenes. Just imagine everybody else, you know, uh, on the opposite end of the TV. We're having a great time. We're enjoying everything. Uh, y'all, again, yeah, y'all doing it right. Y'all are opening up conversations. And at the same time, we're getting, like, a really good laugh out of it. So, you and know, we... At the end of the day, we just want you guys, the audience, to, like, know that they'll forget all their troubles for a half hour and laugh and just enjoy everything that's going on screen and for most guys who things aren't going well you know for the time at least by the end of the episode they'll say well you know what my life is way better than oscar prowse <laughs> <laughs> we love oscar <laughs> we, <laughs> we do we do love oscar we, we we with oscar we stand with him like even when y'all put him in this jester outfit here uh <laughs> Which we had a double take. We were like, wait a minute. Isn't like we, I had to look it up. I was like, that's I think that's Sleeping Beauty that he's wearing right I think there. That's what, I think I think that's what they based it off of. And of course, okay. the twins uh, back there are as, you know, the Lion King uh, right. characters. So. Simba and Nala. Right, <laughs> yeah. right. Right. So, <laughs> you know, Bruce being such a big part of Disney, he's always on top of everything. And, you know, he makes sure that our uh, art director Eastwood Wong who's also incredible I mean he started out before we got him he was on um, Carmen San Diego and his oh, work okay. is so beautiful and I mean the way he is you know redesigned all these characters and you know these new characters he's he's, he's just been great and um, they're both you know they love Disney they're cartoon historians so it's always nice to have guys that know what's out there and you know sometimes bring something back to someone or recognize like you said wait a minute that's a gesture from sleeping beauty you know so. <laughs> i mean i i definitely liked episodes like this because it just shows like the disney pride being worn on its sleeve i mean you see like you know simba and nala as bb and cc but in other instances you see you know tiana from uh princess and the frog and it's just nice seeing the crew as like these different disney uh female characters i think um 
What was Zoe? Zoe was uh, Zoe. Brave. Zoe was brave. Zoe was brave. <laughs> yeah, she was um. Um, Merida, Merida, Merida. Yeah, she Merida. was Princess Merida from Brave. That was so, so yeah, cool. Was just, I loved seeing that. It, it was. Yeah, really, that was we, a, we loved it. That was a <laughs> Disney deep cut for sure. Um, so okay, now last time we spoke, I, I feel you gave us some exclusive stuff um, that we didn't see happen in season one, and you know we did see it happen in season two. So you know, I guess my question, you know. Uh, were y'all were was your production already like were, did you already start on season two all the way back then before even getting the green lid or were y'all just working on episodes and you just you know we were actually working on some of the episodes that you guys are seeing now at the same time um, you know an animation from the time you come up with the idea you know write it record it have it storyboarded you know had the okay. border mag, animatic, send it abroad to be animated, get it back, fix, you know, what's wrong, get it ready to air, you know, post and everything. It takes about a year. So we mm -hmm. were um, we were still working on those 10 episodes you saw. And, um, you know, we did want to give you guys some um, idea because one thing that everybody asks is like, are the Chang triplets coming back? <laughs> the Omar Chang coming triplets. back. The Chang know? triplets. Yep. Yeah. So and um, so far it's been so positive. Um, people looking at you know their redesign. And uh, again, I gotta give props to both Eastwood and Bruce for doing such a fabulous job of making them not the way they were the first time around, which to some people was kind of stereotypical and you right. know not not politically correct. And I just think now they're three great individuals who we're still looking to do a lot of, you know, great stories with. And Ooh, uh, yes. Oh, good, good. <laughs> I, I remember, you know, in, in season two, as we were watching it, you know, we saw the characters and on social media, you know, people were really like praising the 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 glow up that the Chang triplets the, got. Like they the thought glow up. That's a great way to describe it. <laughs> like they, they look the glow up. <laughs> they love just the way they were designed and just everything about them. And I remember talking uh during our review for season two with uh Grandmaster Hoop, I was saying, I really want an episode with the Chang triplets. Like I, I want something focused on them so we could see how they change as characters or just kind of like how their family is now. Uh, because I, I just like their designs. I, I remember we did talk about it in season one, the Chang triplets. And it's funny because when we talked about it, it, it was almost as if they would appear in season one. So I remember watching uh, Old Town Road part one and I was like, are the Chang triplets just going to drop in? Like, <laughs> just randomly? Like, uh, what, what's going on here? So then when that didn't happen, we were like, oh, maybe it's for like a, a potential season two or maybe you know they, they they designed them already but they don't they haven't implemented them into anything yet so well we've been ecstatic from you know about the feedback from the fans who you know love the show when we first came out and love it now and we've gotten so much love for you know the redesign of the chain triplets and we're also proud of them and um you know this time around they have separate actors doing the voices uh we did the first time around was lydia look she did all three of them now they have three completely distinct um actors playing them lydia right. and we right. have two new actors so um it's 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 been great no uh i i, I feel because it was um uh which episode was it it was it was curved uh it was like a blink and you miss it 
Um, yeah. Because they well, don't they even sh- call them the Chang triplets. They didn't even the call episode. them the Chang triplets, right? You, you um, just have to know, like, oh yeah, that's them. Like, it has yeah, yeah. To the, be. Oh, that's Billy. Oh, that's Debbie. That's Julie. Oh, that's that's the Chang triplets. There, it was like so subtle, and it was so good too. And yeah, yeah. all I've seen is positive feedback from that, and I, I think that was what one thing a lot of people were looking forward to, and y'all y'all did it very <laughs> nicely, very nicely. We appreciate it because the thing is, yeah, we didn't want like a big chain change triplets moment. Right, right. We just wanted them to be a part of the cast. And there's so many other people that have yet to come back. I mean, you know, we're getting people wanting Quack back, wanting Duke Ooh. back. There's so many guys that, <laughs> you know, we probably will bring back. Sister Spice. I mean, we get Sister so Snow. many people on, you know. So trust me, we're, we're getting there. We, we <laughs> talked about that last time because I was like, Old Town Road kind of you know changes up the you know the backstory and everything as far as sister spice goes so i'm like i wonder how this fits and i i know we briefly talked about it so if this is you confirming uh you know hey, we we're hoping that you know when it's time that we get you know the pickup and those are some of the people that we definitely want to service because they're part of our family you know and to bring back Jasmine, I, I imagine that would be a fun thing to do, too. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, let's go back to Old Town Road real quick, because y'all did another, you know, Old Town Road was a great, you know, we did have to wait, but I think mm. the ending was very satisfying. Um, you know, Sugar Mama, you know, stood up to Pa and, you know, Pa realizing the error of his ways as far as sexism and everything. But y'all did something interesting here too, because not only one did part one leave us on a cliffhanger, y'all pulled a Marvel, and y'all <laughs> did the post credit bit. And yep, that was the very first time we ever done that. <laughs> right? Can you can you talk about that? Um, like what prompted that? That was that was very interesting. One, you know, because it's you know the post credit scene, but two, the kind of the implications behind well, it. Well, you know, it was length. I mean, there's a lot of stuff in that script, the, the two scripts that, you know, ultimately became uh, the part one and part two that, you know, we couldn't do. But we got such great feedback from the female members of our cast who were just in love with Tai and, you know, they're also <laughs> in love with Kareem. And it seems like since day one, La Cienega has always been, you know, pushing up on Kareem. So <laughs> yes. as opposed to just being a one-way street, we just wanted to let people know that, hey, Penny's got game too. And, you know, <laughs> wearing a hat and everything. So it, it, was, it was fun. We, it was, it was a great, it was a great um, way to end that episode. And it was such a surprise. It was such a surprise that um, I even put on um, one of my Twitter posts that please wait until the very end is a very special surprise. I, because, I saw that. Yep. Yeah. Because a lot of people didn't know that because we've never done that before. Right. It's it was definitely something that caught me off guard because like I wasn't expecting that with uh the Proud family. But it was nice because now it kept me it kept me engaged with all the other episodes because I'm like, oh they they might have something at the end of this one. You never know. Um so far that's been the only one, but I would right. not be shocked if it doesn't happen, you know, when and if we come back, which I'm hoping uh keep my fingers crossed it's gonna happen. But uh, you know, um it w- it was fun. I mean that's the one thing about the show we've always had fun with it and um we had so much story that was left out i mean you know i i had you know the honor of writing both part one and part two of old town road and it was also something that was kind of close to my heart um 
it was kind of like my ode to Bonanza, except, you know, you had the three brothers and Pa, and then you bring Sugar Mom in the mix, you know, and right. um, kind of like, I guess, kind of Bonanza, maybe Big Valley, if you throw that in where they have like women leads. But um, it was fun mm -hmm. to do something. Um, my dad, you know, I used to watch stuff like that with my dad, and it was just something I always liked growing up as a kid. So to do a Western was just so much fun. And um, I'm really happy with the results. And oh my God, the talent we had on that show. I mean, yeah, y'all had there West big Studi names. on there. Yeah. We had West Studi playing uh, Quana. You know, we had Debbie Allen playing Myrtle. We had uh, Glenn Turman playing Pop. I mean, we had Lawrence Hilton Jacobs and uh, Art Evans and um, uh, James uh, from, it just popped out of my head his last name. Oh, He's James uh, Pickett, right? From, yeah, James um, Pickett, the chief from, from Grey's Anatomy. Um, Grey's Anatomy. I mean, oh, okay. there was so much star power in that episode and um, it was just great. And when those guys came to the premiere party and everything, you know, they were just blown away. So it was really, really nice. Yeah, James yeah, Pickett. No, just great i mean they all were incredible so um yeah please anytime i blank out on a name please if you know it tell me because there's so many great actors <laughs> that's this guy he's, he's the one with the names oh i, I mean I'll, I'll try my best i, I knew where you were going i was like yeah um the chief is definitely he was on that episode oh yeah nah from yeah, he, he he was like the older brother he was adam uh art evans was hoss and uh lawrence hilton jacobs was little joe you know so uh oh and, and then of course, of course you had um yeah little nas x on there too yeah little nas x played um one of the sons and um he was great it was just so it, it was just so much fun i tell you that's that one episode just it it just makes me so warm because to get to write a western on the proud family which is something in my wildest dreams <laughs> i would never thought would happen you know and um, right right the response has been great and i can't wait to either we go back to oklahoma one day or they come to um Emilyville, you know oh um i mean goodness let me not pitch you an idea but like a behind <laughs> family lines part two uh the prouds versus the towns i don't know uh, hey. <laughs> that, that's definitely a possibility and hey we got ray ray back you know it, it, so uh very true. right we got ray ray yes um uh, soul vibrations another really fun episode um, <laughs> I, I really i really love that one that's one that ashley and i wrote and it was just so much fun to um you know do another episode that's not like something we've done before we've done flashbacks but not the whole episode pretty much being a flashback and um uh, i mean normani she was great i mm -hmm. mean it was so nice to work with her and um uh, you know just to give our guys some shine too where you know bobby and uh ray ray mm -hmm. and oscar you know they were boys and men or <laughs> you know, oh, Bill back in the day, if you looked at, you know, and everything. So it was a lot of fun. No, um, I know Dr. Jace loves uh, Normani's song. Uh, Dr. Jace, you want to sing? Oh, you're lucky. I'm putting you <laughs> I'll let spot. you love me. <laughs> and it's so funny. Like in it was, that scene, we had to come up good. with a song title. And since Oscar was going to be the main one, uh, you know, talking about during his flashback, how he was the guy. I just thought it would be funny that Oscar would write a song that's a duet with a woman, but call it, you're lucky I let you love me. But of course, during the show, Oscar said, well, he wrote us a duet, but he planned to sing both parts. You know? 
it was a and lot it sounds like Oscar would do that. <laughs> it, it was it, it was a lot of fun. And we had, oh my God, Courtney B. Vance playing Wizard Kelly's dad, Merlin oh, Kelly. Merlin. <laughs> wow. Wizard that, of Merlin. So <laughs> that was some funny stuff. And y'all, y'all were throwing some shade too at H Town and Tag oh. Team. Uh <laughs> Yeah, we were having fun with it. Uh, and, you know, and it's funny because, you know, um, our producer, executive producer, Ralph Farquhar, our showrunner, he wrote the movie Crush Groove. So, you know, we just kind of had fun with groups from that era, you know, and um, yeah, it was a group that sang uh, Tender Love, Force MDs, you know, they were in Crush Groove. And um, <laughs> then we got um, Tag Team because all of a sudden when we were doing that was when they brought back those guys in an insurance commercial or something. Yeah, I think it was, it was a Geico time. commercial. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, oh, uh, right, right, right. Yeah. yeah. So we were just kind of giving love to people back in the day, you know, H Town and everybody. So it was it was a lot of fun. I I guess we gotta ask, um, why Muskrat Love? Uh we were <laughs> <laughs> This guy would not stop singing that damn song oh, I had to for sing, weeks. I had to sing the I was singing the Oscar version because I think that's the superior version of their muskrat. Yeah. Well the Oscar version was the boys to men version. The Bobby version was like the um BBD version and um the version that ultimately was done by um Normani's character, you know, it started for Barbershop Band, but then it became kind of like um she was Lauren Hill. So we just right. kind of have fun with um, the groups that would have been in that in those eras um, when we're playing at Oscar and Bobby and Ray Ray being younger and everything. So uh, <laughs> we, we had a, we had a really good time with that episode. It was a lot of fun. And, and it's so funny. Uh, one of our writers, Leo Lawrence, just threw out Muskrat Love. We were just thinking of songs that might be funny. <laughs> and of all the songs, that would have been the last one we think we would have gone with. But Oh my God, Kirk Farquhar, our musical director. I mean, to do three, well, actually four distinct versions of Muskrat Love, counting the barbershop um, version, you know, it's just like, we brought that song back to life, man. Because a lot of people don't even realize that was a real song. Some of the people thought that was a brand new song. But I, that initially, was by, I thought it was. <laughs> it was Guilty. done by the Captain and Tennille in the um, 70s, mid, mid to late 70s. So <laughs> it was just a crazy song to, uh, you know, see on a african-american show of all shows but uh they did a great job with it <laughs> no uh y'all are clearly y'all are having fun because we we were having fun uh y'all don't y'all really took it there season two when it comes to some of these like just well i, I guess i like to call it very proud family moments uh puff daddy was a really fun episode <laughs> uh we did not see that coming. First, you got like the you know the courtroom procedures with Judge Bird and all and the singing judge, the oh. singing judge. Mm -hmm. uh, that was um, Leanna. Um, God, what is Leanna's last name? So Leanna Mendoza, who's a really incredible actress, and she you know can sing, so she did her part. She sang, she did her lines, and you know, and then we actually had you know, like I say, Judge. Uh, we turned the bailiff Petrie Bird into his own judge, though. You know, he was the bailiff on uh, Judge Judy all those years. And then um, when we said, you know what, this show would be on Mari. And the fact that we, <laughs> you know, actually were able, was able to get Mari and, you know, now in Mari history, who's the last person that Mari said you are not the father to? <laughs> it was Puff. <laughs> So. Let me tell you that episode. I remember losing it when 
I think uh, it was it was uh, it was Poppy's dog when it ran backstage and the camera followed it. <laughs> oh yeah! Oh my god! I lost it. Ran back there and the cameraman. I mean, it oh. was true. It was true to what you. <laughs> Very <laughs> <true> to Mari. <laughs> I think that's why I like this so much because like it was very self-aware like this is how a Mari episode typically is and it was just funny to see that through the lens of like you're trying to figure out who the actual dad is to a, like a litter of puppies <laughs> and it's just like 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 Grandmaster was saying it's just a proud family moment it's like it's so out there <laughs> it, it definitely is one of them for sure I mean it was it's gone down in proud family history. <laughs> no, yeah, for for sure. That one is definitely not leaving anybody's brain anytime soon. Uh, Y'all brought back La Cienega's feet. Uh, brought back the feet. <laughs> big one. Goodness. Uh, that was, just what, was, what can her feet not do? You know? I, I, I think we'll see the feet again. I really do. I mean, the thing that was so cool about it was that... Um, we were able to get Laurie Hernandez, who was great. You know, right. she had ever done before, and she was incredible. And to also bring uh, Gabby and Dominique Dawes on, uh, you know, to be, you know, commentators and everything. So, again, that was another episode we had a lot of fun with. We, and, we had a ball with. <laughs> and, and 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 let me ask you about that episode because Ooh, I Doctor J, don't do it. <laughs> I have a question because I I saw it. I remember Grandmaster Hoop was sitting next to me. I'm like, I I think this is in reference to something. Um, there there's a brief scene with La Cienega where um she's about to um show i think it's barry like you know her skills as, as a gymnast she's about to like do her um you know jump on the i don't know what it's called the oh the her, is she and randall yeah randall was the coach right with randall i'm sorry not barry yeah. randall <laughs> um so she's about to run and she starts running and the camera angle is like directly in front of her and there's like a very awkward run that she does i remember seeing that with grandmaster i'm like is that the run that Oscar did in the Proud Family movie where he's like running like the million dollar man? It is was that a reference to that? Uh, you know what? I cannot tell you if it really was or not, because that's something that the animators did, but we've gotten so many, you know, people writing that, you know, talking about it and sending tweets and you know, saying it. Oh my God, that's the scene. And they would like show La Cienega and then in a lower level, they would show Oscar. So it's definitely very, very similar, but um, I, that's one I thing about the show. We'll, we'll, we'll pull from, we'll pull from ourselves, you know? It's not I, I, a no, so I'll take it. I'll yeah, take we, it. we made a whole bit uh, on TikTok and it was getting a lot of traction. A lot of people agree with Dr. Jace, uh, but some people are like, maybe y'all stretching. But um, there is. I showed a side by side. I'm like, look at how they're running. <laughs> they're running exactly the same. Uh, but me, I, I remember great. loving that episode. Yeah, a lot of people um, had the same um, thought and theory about Oscar running with the chef's hat on versus La Cienega running the vault. <laughs> and you know, speaking of you know, taken from the Proud Family movie, because I know I think we I I think we briefly talked about it last time, but. Y'all did something really crazy this time around, uh, and, I, and again, y'all y'all do these things really like <laughs> blinking, you miss it. But like you know, us again, the the episode us again. Uh, that was that was one of the um, we did talk. I said we do have something that will explain because you guys were asking, 
well, in the movie, they were 16, and now they're 14. How did that work? And I said, guys, wait, and you'll find out. <laughs> you weren't wrong. <laughs> Y'all made good on it, yeah. Because yeah, it's like, it's a dream. I mean, I know a lot of people are mad about it, but the movie <laughs> was a dream because we came back and we couldn't have Penny 16 driving a car when she's still at, you know, Willie T. Rios Middle School. So um, that's how we solved that problem <laughs> and I, I, think I think it was perfect it was touched on I, I i prefer that it was touched on rather than just uh ignore it outright and even though it's a dream sequence i'm like wow that's that's actually kind of funny, I, I funny you, ple you pleased a lot of fans too just for the fact that you brought back the peanuts oh, yeah. uh <laughs> the clone aspect I, you know say what you will about the proud family movie is it like everybody's favorite moment of the proper proud family universe probably not but like it's like it's got a it's got a special place in a lot of people's hearts. Oh yeah. Uh, so like it's we we appreciated it. And then yeah, again, it's like a blink and you miss it. You wouldn't even know if it was a dream if you turned away from the screen for that brief second where Penny explained it. Uh, but we like yeah. that. We like attention to detail. We appreciate that. Well, like I say, we steal from ourselves all the time because we have such a rich uh, history to you know draw from. We did 52 shows the first time around, plus the movie. And now we got 20 new shows of Loud and Prouder and hopefully more to come. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm, we're going to speak it into existence. They're coming. They're definitely coming. <laughs> right. um, and and, and I think uh, when you got, uh, so, you know, we're having a lot of fun. But, you know, y'all do the what is the proud family thing. There are some episodes that really try to, you know, either highlight you know other aspects of society and whatnot and you y'all do it with grace and y'all do it with fidelity and it's heartwarming uh the bb episode uh that got i feel oh, that got a lot of positive feedback right. as well um but that's like that's kind of a big you know thing is that you took an established character such as bb and you know you diagnose them with autism and here's your chance to shed some light on autism can you speak a speak on that well, when we did that episode, um, we talked about trying to like have one of the characters have autism because again, we're trying to be inclusive and there are fans out there with Down syndrome, with autism, with all kind of um, different um, things going on. You know, um, they call it, at least in North Carolina where I'm from, it's called exceptional children as opposed to special ed like it is in a lot of places. And my wife um, has a master's in that. And when we first started talking about it, she spoke to us, spoke to the writing staff when we answered our questions, because we wanted to make sure that we did it. If we did it, we're going to do it right. So uh, my wife, um, her name's Dion Brown. Give her her props. She, Dion Brown. Uh, of course. she definitely um, helped get us on the right path. And then um, when we cast Dr. Lord, we got, you know, Holly Robinson Pete whose son, RJ, Rodney Jr., he is autistic. So oh, we were also okay. able to talk to her and make sure that we, you know, did it right. And, you know, to talk to two Black women, one who, you know, my wife having a master's in that, and then, you know, Holly, um, a woman who raised the child with autism, it really helped make sure that, you know, we 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. We did an episode where we didn't, you know, try to do something that, you know, was like big, you know, like a very special episode. I mean, you know, we just wanted to do something that was an episode of the Proud Family. But we wanted to do it, you know, with sensitivity and dignity and respect. And I think we did a great job with that. I mean, we've been getting nothing but pats on the back on that episode. Yeah, from people no. who have kids with autism from, right. you know, different uh, organizations. So um, we are really, really proud of that episode. Yeah, no, I I, I found it very informative. Like, uh, you know, I, I was learning just as much as Oscar was in that episode. And I think you know part of you know like you said you wanted to you know approach it with sensitivity is that you know there are people like y'all portray you know what it is kind of like to hear you know that your child is you know uh showing early signs of autism and kind of that reaction piece uh i think that was really well done and then even uh we did a tiktok on this too we talked about you know penny's conversation uh, with Dr. Lord in that episode, how she was, you know, already feeling like, uh, you know, a third parent and whatnot, and how she was going to have to, you know, take on the responsibilities if Oscar wasn't going to. And I think that's real. And I think the Proud family has always been about these kind of real conversations that some people don't realize are being had. Those conversations are being had in other households it may not always be yours but you know here's a look at the other side and how they're dealing with things and whatnot so yeah yeah well, I think- reaction we've gotten so much great you know response from because yeah initially you're gonna react and like no this isn't my kid my kid doesn't have this mm-hmm. you're not gonna put my kid in a box or put my kid on riddlin or any- i mean you know and these are real situations and um we wanted at least to make it as realistic as possible without, you know, trying to make it a bad thing because kids have autism. They have different kind of situations where, you know, there are special needs they that they have to go through. It doesn't make them less of a person. So we're just trying to make right. sure that um, people who had kids like that knew that, look, we're in your corner. We're going to make sure we're going to do this right. And um, once again, I think we did a great job. I really do. No, no, I, I would agree uh, wholeheartedly. That that was my tearjerker of the season. <laughs> um, like Oscar looking at BB and hugging him. Uh, Doctor James, did you? I think you shed a tear too. Um, I remember I I really liked Oscar's moment with BB in that episode. Like Oscar really sell like whenever it's like the emotional moments, like how it was with father figures in season one. Oscar really sells it to me because he's starting to come around and that that does get me emotional because that is like a real life conversation a real life situation that people have and it's nice to see someone like oscar who originally wasn't on the same side as everyone else that were open to the idea is now starting to learn and he's able to open up more about it well we um 
writing intern on the staff at the time, um, Travis Andres wrote that episode and he did a tremendous job. And, you know, he researched, made sure that, you know, what he put on paper was true. And again, we are just so proud of that episode. I mean, you know, we try not to do a very special episode of Proud Family type shows or yeah. after school special type shows, but right. that one, it was a, it was a proud family. And the fun thing is we kind of had to take off on the Marvel characters and stuff. So it came from, you know, just the episode. It came out organic as opposed to something that we planned from the, you know, teaser all the way to the end of the show. So um, I'm really, really pleased with that episode. Yeah, no, I think most of the, I mean, all the fandom is for sure. No doubt. Um, now, you know, season two has some interesting episodes that are, Starting a lot of conversations, and again, I think it's good to have these conversations. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I think so. With End of Innocence, I think Penny's Penny and you know her friends, Lassianaga, Dijanae, Michael, they are now all coming under fire for kind of how that episode went down. Uh, I, I feel it's very uh, there's there's a line drawn with that episode. Some people are you know with how that episode uh played all the way through and then some people wish it kind of there was a difference um i know in our part uh dr jason and i when we watched it because we we watched it i had watched it first and i was like i think i know what they were trying to do uh but i was like i'm gonna let you watch it and see <laughs> if we come up on the same page and i think we we, we were even going back and forth a little bit or just trying but, to figure out, uh, right? Yeah, I, I think we got the idea of like what the episode was trying to say. I think we were on different pages on if if it was, um, I guess, the best way to go about it. Um, but the episode itself was still enjoyable. Like again, yeah. the, the whole princess bit, I I I love that bit. I just really love seeing the characters, um, just you know. Uh, be proud of like the the Disney inspiration that they have seeing them all as like Cinderella um I I think the one that threw me through a loop was <laughs> Michael as Pocahontas <laughs> I think yeah, I was, was Oscar <laughs> I was like who is that <laughs> Oscar reacted because you know it's a star basketball player is now Pocahontas but that's Michael's character Michael's that's Michael like, right, right. <laughs> that was great you know the thing about that episode it was very close to home to a lot of the female writers on the show because um and this is just it happens when you get to a certain point in life mostly when you're like in college or older when say a guy becomes an actor or an athlete or all of a sudden making all this kind of money and stuff and then you don't see them necessarily have the black girlfriend or the black wife like they used to Right, right, right. It's always, you know, and it's a stereotype, but I think it's one that there's some truth in. A lot of times when a guy, a black guy really makes it, you know, I guess part of that making it is like all of a sudden you, you, you're with the white girl. And that's where, at least in conversations with the writing staff, we came up with the episode. It came from that discussion because, um, it's very seldom, you know, the other way around. Guy has a white girlfriend and he hits it big. Next thing you know, he, he has a black girlfriend. You very seldom see that. The only person that's ever done has been Russell Wilson. You know, he <laughs> got out with the white <laughs> wife. He wins the Super Bowl. 
and now he's with Sierra, the black one. And you don't <laughs> see that very often, but that's, right, right. You know, I think he's the only guy that's pulled it off. Normally it's the other way around. But that's always been a real discussion, especially for black females, is like, why do brothers, when they make it, kick them to the curb for the white girl? Mm-hmm. So and, and- that's where the genesis of that episode came from. And we were really doing it from the black woman's POV, if you think about it. I right, mean, all right. of the um, women were, you know, either black or like La Cienega, women of color. And it's the same thing with, um, you know, one of our Latino writers, Ashley Soto, I spoke about earlier. Same thing. It's like a lot of times when the guy makes it, all of a sudden he has the white girlfriend, you know? Mm. So that came from a real place um, talking with the um, girls on the writing staff. And we we decided to do something, you know, at least let them know that um, it happens. It's real. And, um, you know, I think once again, um, Kylie Evans wrote an episode. It was a really, really good episode. And it definitely is considered controversial. Uh, we got a few. I'm sure there's more questions coming up. We got a few that are considered controversial, and that's one of them. But you know what? Nobody else would do an episode like that except the Proud family. Right. No, absolutely. Right, absolutely. You know? Yes. Yeah. We've, uh, always, we've always shown our truth um, since the show started to now. And a lot of episodes like that you don't see anywhere else. It's either on the Proud family or it's never seen. It will be talked about and it definitely was talked about when it came out. But I've heard these conversations for years about when, you know, a guy makes it, a black guy makes it and boom, he has a white woman. Mm-hmm. And that's something that, you know, whether it's completely, you know, true or not, you see it so much, you it makes you feel, you know, that it's like right. that. Yeah, no, I feel even for those, you know, uh, who come out watching that episode and may not think y'all did it, you know, uh, excellently to a T, it, it opens the conversation. And because like we talked about it and, right. you know, and I think that was probably you know good that we were talking about it like you know giving our perspectives on what they what y'all were trying to accomplish what could, y'all could have done better but it was like we're having a conversation about it and you know and if people aren't having a conversation then they might have missed the point of some of these episodes because yeah that was definitely more of one of the you know kind of serious episodes where you know y'all are bringing up an actual issue in our world you know in in the black community so you know, it, it needs to be talked about. So uh, whether or not y'all did it perfectly, <laughs> it opens up that conversation. Well, and that's what we do anyway. All of our episodes, we always want people to talk about them, whether you agree or disagree. At least we weren't afraid to do it. Right. Oh, <laughs> right. I, I mean, I, I, I doubt y'all are afraid much more. Uh, I, I feel y'all y'all are bold when y'all need to be bold and it shows. Um speaking of bold so you know uh episode three curve uh definitely uh, okay one i gotta shout y'all out for the moesha intro uh where uh penny's writing to the diary and they had the moesha soundtrack playing well, in ralph and i both worked on moesha so that was something you know we talked right. about it that would be a fun way to do this episode because it was about friendship and it was like if it was moesha Penny was Moesha and um, Dijanae was Kim. 
and right. it was mm-hmm. basically that type of that type of vibe and that's why we opened and closed with the with the moisha diary music and everything i had a i had to do like a double take and i was like wait a minute why does why does this look so familiar right now and then it was the spinning <laughs> of the camera yep. with the music i was like that's a moesha reference um <laughs> and then y'all reference. also y'all brought chance the rapper on uh this episode yeah uh, who becomes a who became a regular right you know, dejanay has a yep. boyfriend you know so it's like you know she's not chasing like she did all the years with sticky and you know at least <laughs> okay. initially when she met kg and she she has a guy and chance is a part of the show so it really ended up being something special and um chance is a guy who was a fan of the show if you listen to his music he dropped proud family um verses in a lot of his songs and he actually yeah. came and reached out to us how much he loved the show and would love to you know be a part of it so that's something special we got a great new character out of um that episode and also you know uh you got some haitian representation uh oh man I'm- yeah we got so much love on that mm-hmm. you know people and once again we're trying to be inclusive so many people from haiti and who have haiti backgrounds or you know lineage they were just blown away and the, the fact that they spoke in creole that was just something that uh you know it it, it was a, once again a great feeling it's something that you know the proud family will do that other shows won't even try so right and i i when they dropped when they said the haitian sensation i was like okay <laughs> i like that that was a lot of fun and then of course Myron, yeah yeah he's the most interesting teenager in the world <laughs> so <laughs> we had a lot of fun with uh, that you know the whole beer commercial reference back in the day the most interesting <laughs> man in the world <laughs> the most interesting 14 year old in the world that was a lot of fun so right oh wait and i think we also are introduced to brother kwame no i think we were introduced uh the episode brother before. kwame it might have been episode. It, it may have been the third episode no it, no it's the second episode we introduced our brother kwame in grandma's hands yeah, and y'all, y'all got Leslie right. Odom Jr. too. I, Leslie Odom Jr., can you believe it? I mean, we've gotten such... Wow. The talent that we've been able to get on the show is just mind-blowing. I mean, dude got an Oscar nomination last year. He's won a Tony. He's a big name. He's been nominated for right. Grammys. I mean, uh, I think he's got an Emmy nomination. So we've got a lot of talent that, you know, we've been lucky enough that they come to us a lot of times now. So, you know... That was a major get. Yeah, no, I, was, I, I I was sitting there. I was like, Doctor Chase, do you recognize Brother Kwame? <laughs> he sounded familiar, and I'm like, Come on, man, you got to help me with the name. I was like, like Yo, that's 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 Aaron Burr, man. Yeah, that's Aaron Burr. <laughs> it is. It is. Um, but the end of the episode, I think, is you know, kind of what threw a lot of people for a loop. Uh, I know. I'm funny enough. I think. Because I, I I had tweeted, I was like, I need people to slow down. I'm not like on episode three yet. And people were already tweeting about. <laughs> yeah, day <you> know. one. <laughs> yeah. You know, there was a big difference um, this season versus last season. You know, last season we came out weekly. Right. We'd have a whole week to digest and talk about an episode. When they dropped all 10 at once, oh my God, people lost their minds because, you know, they started binging and then they'd have to go back and then they'd see something or hear something or read something. And next thing you know, they go back and watch it again because, you know, it wasn't like it was mm-hmm. you know, the first time around. We came out weekly. So um, 
the response has been um, <laughs> a lot different and probably a lot more um, controversial because of that than it was in season one, because at least you could digest it for a week and talk about it and everything. Right. And then the next week you have a new episode, but when you had 10 and people watching them and unfortunately, um, you know, we, 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 um, as again, you'll be talking about it, I'm sure, but we, we definitely got some uh, unexpected responses. Well, um, <laughs> well, I, we, we here at the Yonko table definitely watched that and we were like, this is good. Um, one, I was just like, um, so speaking like at the, the end of the episode at the final debate, uh, I don't even know what to call this. Uh, just spoken word. It felt like spoken word. Well, it's, um, um something that we got, um, they call it performance debate. Okay. And um, a lot of the HBCUs, that's what they do. And oh, okay. they actually ended up going into the same debates with people from Harvard and Yale and, you know, the white schools. And they performed. They performed their debates. And they were winning the debates left and right. These HBCUs have come out of nowhere. And they started winning these debates. And it's called performance debating. And that's what we did. Unfortunately, <laughs> when the clips came out and people were angry and mad, it was coming out of, you know, they see a clip, but they had no context context of the episode. Right. And right. They most people didn't even realize it was a debate. They, I mean, I've heard it was a school talent show. I've heard it was, you know, <laughs> I've heard uh, so many. It's funny because like. Know, yeah. <laughs> like the entire episode, like, like like what you were saying, the whole season dropped. So I had to like kind of mute certain words on, on social media because I was only like one episode in on like the third or fourth day and people were saying, you know, oh, this episode talks about, you know, slavery and this and that. I'm like, wait, hold up. Wait, just don't don't tell me anything yet. I want to see like what builds up to that. Like what, why, why was that talked about? What was the context surrounding it? Um, well, and that's the thing, too. It's like the thing that kind of gets swept under the rug or forgotten was that Darius's group, they were anti-reparations. And he said, right. in the words of the great Wizard Kelly, you know, that was his conclusion. They clapped. Everything looked great. So then our got kids came back with their response to why there should be reparations. And, you know, slaves built this country and Oh my God, after that, oh. <laughs> people started rating bombing IMDb and rating oh, bombing Rotten Tomatoes, saying that we are anti white, we are, you know, we hate people. And oh. we're like, I mean, I like from that. But you know what? That's, that's the power of television. And um, if people, and I'm sure most of the people who, are angry about the episode and angry still. They have never ever seen the episode of Proud Family first in first in the first place. Of Most course. of them didn't even know we've been around since 2001. But all they did was look at that clip and they decided this is what this show was that we are this anti-white, you know, woke show. I mean, we hit Fox News on three occasions. And it's just like I, really? I <laughs> saw also, that. so you know, I guess if the right you know, the far right is mad at us, then maybe what we're doing is right, you know? I, I mean, I think so. Uh, <laughs> I, again, like, nothing that was brought up in uh, 
that a uh, performance was like inaccurate uh and again it and that that piece does not you know reflect the entirety of the show but it definitely reflects you know just kind of the themes that y'all are willing to tackle and talk about because you know there Absolutely. aren't any other shows doing that and and it's not anything new it's been done since the original and i think a lot of these people taking clips like this out of context saying like oh it's this new show that you know disney's trying to push out and it's like no it's not when you think about it like i just it's the I, same I, show we've always done it's been the same <laughs> show as always i mean there I, were comedic elements in there too like when myron absolutely. was trying to say something about uh, the illuminati all <laughs> oh, the new world order oh, yeah. i love that that was yeah. funny oh my god <laughs> but it was it was crazy but once again you can't look at a two-minute clip of a show as opposed to watching the whole you know 27 minute episode and just you know determine that we are you know what they were calling us again we made fox news three times that week mm -hmm. and we're like That's crazy in my wildest dreams and of course it also coincided with the santas um you know banning that book on ap african american history i mean timing was just crazy it's like everything just bam. Hey, what are the odds <laughs> exactly <laughs> but you know it's like it was another episode of Proud Family. That's the way I look at it. And um Right, right. Probably be several more if we, you know, whenever we have a season three premiere, season four, whatever, something's gonna happen. We had the same result. I mean, same kind of reaction the first time around when we dealt with uh, you know, Penny moving in with a Muslim family mm, during right. um, mm -hmm. culture clash episode. So it's like people are gonna always have problems with people who aren't like them, you know. Yeah, it's uh, it's an ugly side of the world. Um, but again, I think y'all handle it with grace, and I think you, you handle to. our next talking point too, because uh, I'm sure y'all got your fair share of, you know, uh, whatever you want to call it, uh, the Juneteenth episode, which I thought I loved this episode. This is one of my uh, favorite ones from season two. Yeah, I think you, Doctor J, you said it was your favorite episode. Of the entirety of season two yeah i would say this one was my favorite i mean i liked majority of the episodes in season two but this one was like up there like in like top three easily yeah, it was definitely you know it was written as our season ender i mean at one point we were hoping that it would you know maybe premiere during juneteenth but when oh. they decided to drop them all mm. it came out the way it was but i i agree wholeheartedly it's a great episode and once again, there was a clip. <laughs> oh, I already people know. People lost their minds. And, um, <laughs> you know, it's so funny. One of the things that, um, and, you know, of course, we see this every day because that's part of our job. You know, we're on Twitter and everything. But, you know, people were hitting us and Fox News. Fox News actually acted like Curved and Juneteenth was this one giant episode. Mm. <laughs> and they would actually show clips from both episodes, making it sound like this is what the Proud family is. And we're, you know, we're this, we're that, we're anti-white. And there was a um, actual um, line where La Cienega made the comment of like, hey, we should tear the statues down. Isn't that what they're doing now? Brother Kwame said, no, we don't do that. But you didn't hear that part. All you heard was like, these kids don't want to tear down statues. And the other thing was they said that, um, you know, the whole thing about Lincoln and freeing the slaves, then they had a picture of the statue of Christian A. Smith, the founder of the town, 
they thought it was Abraham Lincoln. And there was so many people saying <laughs> that we were trying to tear down the statue of Abraham Lincoln. And I mean, it, it was crazy. I mean, I'm telling you, this has been the craziest situation as a television writer producer who's been doing this for over 30 years that I've ever been in, that I've ever had to experience. And I mean, I've experienced controversy on other shows before, but never on, you know, a show like on The Proud Thing. Yeah, <laughs> and never to say like, I mean, I'm sorry, like Abraham Lincoln, you know, he's an icon. He's a great man. He did a lot right. But he also did some things that maybe you might disagree with. But one thing that we would never do disrespectfully is like try to tear down a statue of Abraham Lincoln. Come on, you know, we're not nuts. <laughs> In all honesty, but but again, the the far right wing, I mean, they, they've had a field day with us, man. I mean, it's like, you know, I never in my wildest dreams would have thought that the Proud family would be something they highlighted on Fox News three times. Me neither. Me you know, So it's just like, neither. it's definitely been a very um, crazy, different experience. But the bottom line is the fans of the show have been behind us just as hard as the people who claim that, you know, we're something that we're not. So as long as we make our fans happy and our supporters at Disney happy and we still do a show, that's the proud family i mean we've, one thing we've never wavered from is that you know this is the proud family you know if you've been watching since 2001 none of those episodes should have been a surprise to you because <laughs> we've never shied away from um topics like that and we never will i think y'all have always been good at reflecting kind of this current society you know like there's a lot of civil protests going on right now and for the proud family to showcase that i think that's just that's just representation you know y'all are not shying away for where we are at and you know u.s society where the world is at and you know y'all wanted to showcase you know kind of how y'all perceive it and again I, I i i don't find that absurd of the proud family to do i think that's very much in the realm of proud family well yet, absolutely absolutely and again you know, when people want to make something into something that's not, they don't watch the whole episode. They'll watch a one or two minute clip and they'll run it over and over on a loop on Fox News saying that this is who we are, you know. And <laughs> They, they might have missed the scene where Barry was looking at the White Fragility book, uh, you know. Oh, no, we, that, we got hit on that. <laughs> oh, you did? Oh, goodness. Oh, oh yeah. They we got hit on that, that. hard, too. <laughs> But again, you know, it's like one thing that we've done in both seasons of the new show, we've always shown books. Our kids, they read. They go That's to school great. for a reason. And Maya is a avid reader. Mm -hmm. We have our kids reading books that are out there. You know, we're not going to pretend that there are books out there that um, don't necessarily have an opposing view than what you might have. And like even in the episode, um, the episode uh, Old Town Road Part Two, in the um, the credit scene, Penny was reading the book that Quana gave her, which was actually a book about Native Americans and blacks. And you know, we had a great group making sure that the books we had. Um, Andrea Flores, she deserves all the credit. She made sure that every book that we had was vetted. It was done right. 
and made sure that the covers that were on there were the actual covers. And, um, you know, it was just nice that we're a literate show. We're not a show where kids don't read, where kids don't study or go to school, where kids aren't aware of, you know, current events. Right. Which, you know, is a part of life. I mean, we can't be too heavy on current events because it takes a year from the time one episode's conceived to air and then right. maybe two years later when it airs. So you can't mm -hmm. be too hard on it. But books are everlasting. Right. And people exactly. read books. So that's something that really works. And um, once again, we're, we're not going to not be who we are. Absolutely. Absolutely. And y'all know your truth. Y'all know what y'all were trying to do. And then, you know, people just got to tune in and actually look Watch to see what y'all are show? doing. Watch an episode instead of three second clips. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, please watch the whole episode before you judge us. But that's not going to happen most times. So we just right. going to do the show that we do. We know our fans love it. And obviously people that are giving us awards, they love it. So, um, hey, I can't complain. I think awards speak for themselves. Thing. They really do. Yeah, um, I feel the same way. <laughs> So season two, overall great season. Do you have a favorite moment from season two, whether it's characters, you know, uh, episodes that you worked on? What's your takeaway from season two? Um, I think we did a good job. I think we went from one extreme to the other. I mean, we had just straight out laugh out loud episodes um, like Puff Daddy, uh, The Soul Vibrations. We had episodes where we touched upon things like Old Town Road Part Two, Grandma's Hands, um, the the um, color, the um, Princess Party, and Shade Shade of It All, um, Juneteenth, Curved. I mean, we had episodes this time around. We had a lot of, you know, serious episodes. At the end of the day, though, right. it's the Proud Family. You're gonna laugh. It's gonna be funny. But we did um, go heavier this second season than we did the first, but the response has been just overwhelmingly positive. And again, I mean, one thing that our fans know is that what we do is nothing, you know, out of the ordinary or like we're trying to like reinvent the wheel. We we do the Proud Family. And um, if you loved us in 2001, when we did, you know, the episode where Penny, um, went back in time was in the 50s oh, and i i remember that one and then the one culture clash where you know penny was with the muslim family and at the end the house was spray painted go back to where you're from and all that and, mm -hmm. and the sad thing is a lot of these same things are still going on 20 years later but mm, you know yes. it's it's part of life and that's one thing about the proud family we're true to life we are unapologetically black and we are the place to go for sure where you can see stuff that's important to our community to the latino community to the asian community to the white community i mean it's like we are in a very inclusive show and we'll never not be no and i definitely agree with that that's why i I want this series to have more seasons, more episodes. I want to see more of these stories tackled because I think there's just a wide variety of topics out there that I think the Proud family can address while also adding like their own unique spin to it. Because I think a part of what makes the Proud family unique is they talk about these issues, but 
they do it in their way. They have like the comedy. I feel like the comedy plays a really big role in a lot of these episodes. Um, so I, I would say, you know, season two from, from like our perspective was a success. I mean, we loved season two. We want a season three. I, I guess where we are now, like, is it for the future of the Proud family? Is it kind of like the same circumstances as last time for a renewal? Or is it kind of up in the air, just waiting on word? Well, again, this is something I really can't say because I don't know. Um, mm. That comes down, I guess, from, you know, the company. Mm. And we are on Disney+. Plus. Starting next month, we'll actually be on Disney Channel, the season oh, two episode, oh, okay. which um, has been, you know, really positive because the season one episode started airing on um, Disney Channel in January. Okay. Yeah. Um, so wow. what, how, how weird kind of like, you know, uh, y'all started on Disney Channel and then y'all are on Disney Plus <laughs> and now it's like, hey, this is a milestone. We're back on Disney Channel. Well, you know what? It is a special feeling and the ratings have been extremely good and we're like blown away but yeah i mean we're, we're also on uh, disney xd so you can actually see season one now because it wasn't you know it was exclusive to disney plus but i guess things have gone so well that there are ads everywhere where yeah we'll be on um disney channel soon and um i'm kind of glad it gives you more exposure you know, because there are some people, you know, everybody can't afford a streaming channel. They can either right. It's either cable streaming or nothing, you know. So at least now people who have access to Disney Channel who may not have access to Disney Plus, they can see the show. And, um, hey, we're just happy that um, the show, the, you know, Disney thought highly, so highly of us that they, you know, put us on the channel again. Again, like you say, we've gone back home. We've gone full circle right yeah. right <laughs> for sure but yeah but as far as the show coming back um i'm sure there's a lot of factors you know first time around we came on weekly this time around right. we were dropped in 10 so i'm sure that you know they they do what they do and they'll you know they'll come back to us and let us know um you know when and if we'll be back um keeping our fingers crossed that it's closer to win than if. But, right, uh, so right. Far, I, that's what right. I'm putting I would hope on. all these awards we're winning and uh, <laughs> get a chance to talk to guys like you and fans. Hopefully that'll lead to us coming back, you know? So, uh, oh, I mean, you know, we'll be sharing our thoughts and, you know, speaking y'all's praise, which we're doing right now. Um, is there it. is there anything like, I guess, uh, and you mentioned earlier about some characters you'd like to see potentially in season three. Uh, is there any thing that you definitely want to see or any stories that you want to write towards uh given the opportunity for season three well we want to keep doing the type of show that we've been doing um we want to continue to use some of the venues that have become really popular now snackland i mean everybody <laughs> loves snackland and uh, love you know snackland. we definitely we definitely want to see more snackland um it's great to kind of see Oscar being a semi-success from time to time. Because, yeah, you don't want him to always be <laughs> the loser to Wizard Kelly. <laughs> you know? But, um, you know, with Snackland, he's a snack master. And, he, you know, and, I mean, I'd love to see more stuff uh, like that. I want to keep doing stuff with our characters. I mean, love to see more um, Puff and Mr. Chips. I mean, people love those yep. characters. You know, so it's like... Um, 
we try to service all of our cast and all of our characters. I mean, we're slowly but surely becoming like a Simpsons where we have all these great characters that come back from time to time who become a member, you know, member of the show. And you know what's going to happen when you see them. I mean, when you see people, you know you're going to hear, uh, I wouldn't do that if I were you, Mr. <laughs> Pratt. You know, or when you see Bufferina, then Oscar's about to get thrown out of the place. I yep. mean, there's some things that's just fun and natural. But, you know, to have the episodes like the, you know, BB episode, we find out he has autism and, you know, Juneteenth. Mm -hmm. Um, it's it's nice to be able to do stuff that you're not going to see anywhere else and the reason you're not going to see it anywhere else in most cases is because there are not a lot of shows that are black the way we are I mean you know we are we never hide who we are we never hide you know that this you know show is about a black family and their friends. It's about the proud family. It's called the proud family. And you have sugar mama proud and Bobby proud and you got Ray Ray proud mm -hmm. who's come back. So it's like, um, at the, you know, at the end of the day, it's always about that family, but you know, that family has friends and we have, you know, just a world. Penny has a world with her friends, Oscar and uh, Trudy. They have a world with Felix and Sunset, and they have a world with Randall and Barry. And, yep. You know, it's just like, um, it's a great four-quadrant show. And like yeah. I said, we have Poppy and Sugar Mama, and, <laughs> you know, we have Celia now, who's one of Sugar Mama's buddies. Oh, uh, Jane Lynch. The, yeah, yeah, Jane Lynch. Uh -huh. Brought back the Darnell sisters, um, you know. So it's 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 been a lot of fun. I mean, we, we always draw back from the old show, and uh, we just try to keep doing the show that people love and um i mean very time very few times in my 30 plus years doing this you know for a living that i've just really love coming to work every day and that's how i feel about the proud family i really love coming to work every day because i know for x amount of hours of work i'm gonna laugh <laughs> twice as much <laughs> as i work you know so um it's just it's just a great job absolutely um and i guess you know our we don't want to take too much of your time i mean we love talking to you we could talk to y'all for days for about the proud family y'all know how to reach me anytime you know that <laughs> right right um you had mentioned uh last time we spoke uh i guess this is kind of unrelated to proud family uh another project uh because you know we always want to ask you know what other things are you working on out there uh you know you're a prolific writer and you got you know a foot in the industry uh, you had mentioned you bruce and ralph have been working on something else i don't know if you can speak on it now or can't speak on it yet but um it is the reason that in a lot of ways proud family came back we are we are working on a project that we had actually pitched out before the proud family and um it's slowly but surely coming uh, to fruition that's good. Um, there is something else that will probably come much sooner that I'm super excited about. I wish I could tell you about, but uh, you guys should know something really soon. Hopefully, Ooh, and, um, I can't wait. <laughs> very, you know, it's it's very proud family related. So um, we're, you know, our main focus, of course, is the show, the proud family. Right. But there, there are things that are cooking, and I'm um, hoping next time I see you guys, I can tell you guys about Ooh. it you know and uh, we'll go from there but uh no we're definitely we're definitely developing stuff it's not like 
we're only working on proud family we are developing right. stuff and hopefully you know some of those projects will be greenlit soon and we can talk about them Okay, I think we can wait. Uh, <laughs> we'll be it'll, patient. It'll, def it'll definitely be worth the wait. Trust me. <laughs> Ooh, okay. Um, well, geez, uh, something else to look forward to. I'm looking forward to the season three uh, announcement. I'm again. I'm speaking it into existence. I appreciate. Um, it. Please. <laughs> lies, lies. It's a matter of when, not if. Yeah, <laughs> when, well, right? <laughs> fingers crossed. <laughs> and then this you know, other show can afford a big can of soda, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but goodness yeah man um shoot uh yeah we're, we're looking forward to all these announcements and uh again we can't thank you enough for coming again on the show uh you know i appreciate it. anytime anytime you guys you know like i say every time i do it i check with disney publicity and they love you guys and you know Ooh. we love oh. love, Ooh, love how you guys treat us you know so <laughs> hey it's like hey, they didn't like you. I wouldn't be here. Oh, <laughs> oh dear. Oh. I'm going to cry. Oh, oh that's, uh, that's okay. That's a, that's a lot to hear right now. Uh, oh. you, you guys have been the biggest advocates of us. So, you know, I'm so happy that, uh, you know, you guys uh, keep asking me to come back. <laughs> oh, that means a lot to us, Calvin. You have no idea. <laughs> no, <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know how to take that. <laughs> Thank you, Disney. We appreciate it. <laughs> Thank you so much, Mickey. <laughs> right. Hey, gotta love the mouse. <laughs> gotta love the mouse. Of course, of course. <laughs> uh, Dr. Jace, any final words for the night? For uh, no. Or anything? I, no, I think we covered everything. Like, again, it was, uh, Calvin, it was great talking with you again uh, on The Proud Family, getting some insight into how uh, season two was, like, produced and how it was written um, I think we got a lot of very interesting perspectives on like just how the episodes came to fruition. And I think that's maybe going to open a lot of people's eyes to, you know, maybe, you know, watch the episode again or just watch it in general. If, if you're someone that only seen only three seconds of those clips, maybe now watch the episode. Please, <laughs> please do. <laughs> and trust me, if they watch it, they'll love it. They may not love everything about it, but at the end of the day, they're going to laugh because it's going to be funny and it's the proud family and um again um i really want to thank you guys for you know asking me back again i really enjoyed y'all's podcast about season two i listened to it you know from beginning to end i thought it was great i really was you know happy to see that you guys you know you're still there supporting us and um absolutely you, know, you and you weren't afraid to talk about the controversies and all the of course. stuff that's been going on and just basically telling them like this is a great show keep watching so it's guys like you that um keep us you know happy and humble and um the support we love man and i tell you you guys are the best oh man that means so much goodness what a that i think we should close it right there i think on that <laughs> it's note right too now. beautiful <laughs> yeah that's poetic it writes itself um well calvin again we thank you for coming on the show uh folks listening at home uh thank you again for listening on your various podcast stations apple Podcasts, spotify wherever you listen uh thank you again for our, your support on all social media fronts facebook twitter instagram uh tiktok we're popping on there and again if you wanted to watch this interview uh and see our lovely faces you know again <laughs> we're out on youtube uh so go ahead and check that out 
Uh, and then, of course, we got to plug Dr. JC's on Twitch. Uh, if you want to talk to him there about what we talked about here with Calvin today, you can hit him up on Twitch when he's on there. But goodness gracious, again, without further ado, this was our Vibri card special with Calvin Brown, Jr., co-executive producer and writer of hit series such as The Proud Family and Proud Family Louder and Prouder. I'm your Yonko host, Grandmaster Hoop, fellow Yonko, Dr. Jace Attorney, uh, and then, of course, our special guest, Calvin Brown Jr. Should we, Dr. J, should we close, should we close this out with, um, <laughs> you want to do, um, you want to do muskrat? I mean, I would do muskrat love to close it out. Um, just start with, mus- just go in. Oh. Muskrat love, go ahead, on the spot. Muskrat love! <laughs> Let me, okay, that's it. I'm going I'm to I'm I'm cut it right there. You can, you can turn it off now. Goodness. Hey, thanks again. <laughs>